What is going on, guys? Your boy Elroy here, and welcome back to the Your Boy Elroy MMA podcast. I am your host, Josh Prep Igina, and we are back, guys. Welcome back. It's been a gorgeous week. Um, you know, it's still really warm in North Carolina. I think it hit 90 yesterday. But uh, judging by the temperatures that I saw for next week, looks like we're going to get down to the 50s. Most days are going to be in the uh, high 60s, low 70s. I'm damn excited about that, man. Um, I am obviously from up north uh, in Philadelphia. So for me, you know, I, I thrive in the cold. I didn't come here to escape the cold. I came here as opposed to going to like a <laughs> Florida to make sure that I still had four seasons. And, you know, here you really have three seasons, you know, or two and a half, if you want to be honest. But, yeah, it's a beautiful day, a beautiful week, a beautiful night. It's super late. I've just been sitting here kind of not that I don't want to record. <laughs> because I love doing this, but, you know, you got to get into the mood of it. And, you know, when you've been out all day and you get home at 9 o'clock, um, you want to unwind, so you got to make sure to spend some time with your wife and your kid. And, you know, this is extra. This is my time that I consider, you know, extra. Like, I'm not in a rush to take it. I'd much rather spend time with my family and then do this. Uh but yeah, scent of the day um, from the house of Latafa is Anna Abiad Rouge. So this is classified as a aromatic citri, uh, citrus ambery fragrance. Uh, up top has notes of nashi pear, kumquat, and bergamot. Um, in the mid, it's geranium and cardamom and coriander. And then in the base, it's ambergris, suede, and Tahitian vetiver. Layman's terms. Okay. As soon as I spray this on, uh, you get like this like sweet, almost like latex smell, which is weird to say. Um, but it smells like a glove, like a latex glove, but like a sweet version of that. Um, and then I sprayed it on my hand before I started recording. So let's see what it smells like on the dry down. Let me see if I can figure this out. So, yeah, it's just like really nice, smooth, still a little bit fruity, um, a little woody, but really nice. Yeah, I love it. Um, for those who are into perfume and haven't heard of this, this is a Baccarat Rouge 540 original clone. Not the extrait, just the uh, Eau de Parfum. And I think it's pretty good um, as far as the scent profile. Now, we have this in my house. This one is mine. And my wife has Ariana Grande Cloud. Now, the difference between those two, or these two, is uh, Cloud is 
way more sweet. It's almost, or not that it's almost, it's exactly like as soon as you spray it, from the top to the dry down, it smells like cotton candy, like photorealistic cotton candy. It's crazy. But this, like I said, it's like fruity and woody, and I got to spray it again. Let's see. Yeah, you get that latex smell, but it's like fruity. It's weird, man. A lot of people say candy floss, um, but yeah, you know, the performance, not that great, which is fine. It's like a woody scent, or it's like a, it's like a real fruity scent, so you don't expect great performance out of it. I get about four hours, um, four to five hours, and uh, I spray heavy anyway. I'm a, uh, I'm a heavy sprayer. With certain scents, you know, I have I have a line, <laughs> but um, yeah, you get about five hours, and compliments possibly. I didn't get any compliments today when I put it on, but then again, um, I really didn't put it on. I didn't put a lot on today. Also, when you get it, um, I bought this a few months ago. The color will change, so it seems like it's starting to macerate, and uh, with that maceration process, the fragrance will get stronger, so that's good. But remember, the easiest way to make sure your fragrances last, moisturizing your skin, lotion, um, Vaseline, coconut oil, whatever you put on your skin to keep your skin nice and, you know, moist, moisturized. Um, make sure you're using that um, and your fragrance will work. Also, uh, something like this, I would 100% spray my clothes. Um, it just smells so good. I put it on my hand. I just can't, can't stop going back to it. But, <laughs> yeah, that's the fragrance of the day. I do have some fun news when it comes to fragrance. Um, you know, I've never been the type to seek sponsors. Um, I tried something around the time we first started with uh, the company I was working for to possibly have like a coupon code where I'd get a kickback. And uh, you guys would get a discount on some meat. Now that didn't work out, obviously, because the pandemic, uh, that kind of fell pretty quickly. Uh, we were just selling like to grocery stores, trying to keep their stock up because of the shortage. Um, we did that. Obviously, we have merch. I priced the merch down as low as as low as possible i think i make like 10 cents on a hoodie and it could be more but i don't know i want i want you to be able to buy it for whatever you know as close to cost because that's what i would want to do i don't care about the money it's already enough that you're willing to have 
our logo or something that has to do with us on your body. So merch doesn't really count. Um, and even this, you know, deal that isn't isn't all that. You know what I mean? I did it because obviously I have this passion for fragrance. Fragrance is not cheap. So I went with a company called Scent Split and I requested an affiliate link. Now, if anybody knows what an affiliate is, it just means that if you click on the link and you buy something in that time that you clicked on the link, um, I get a percentage. So um, I think it's about 10, 10%. Every time you buy, I get 10% of it from that link. And it's on decants. Now, that's all I'm going to say for now. Next week, you'll have a whole commercial. I'll probably put something on the gram because I have, I'll have some product in hand that I can show you exactly how scent splits come in. But they have niche. They have designer. They have indie. They have it all. And it's, uh, you know, it's great for you to be able to try something like a... I hate to say it, something like a Creed Aventus, right? One of the most popular fragrances of this time, you know, of recent memory. And, um, you know, you can try, you know, a two mil bottle, which will last you, you know, two weeks if you're wearing it every day, which, um, I don't know, I try to switch my fragrance every day because I, I'm a psychopath. But um, if you're wearing it every day, you can get two weeks out of it, and uh, you'll pay ten bucks, as opposed to spending, you know, f upwards of four to five hundred bucks on a bottle. So, with that being said, uh, the link is in our Instagram bio. I'll put it in the show notes as well. Um, try SenseBlit, man. It's a phenomenal service like i said it'll be a lot better next week when i have some product in hand you can see some visuals on our social platforms and maybe get behind it um so with that being said let's get into some mma so before i talk about the card from this past week and whatever's coming up this next week or this week now <laughs> um let's talk about some stuff so quick hit, uh, we were told this week that Eddie Alvarez is no longer with one championship now. So <laughs> it's so weird, you know, Eddie has had his ups and downs his whole career. One championship was no different, man. He got his ass whooped in that first fight, and it was really hard to watch. And honestly, you know, win, win or lose, he didn't look that great. In the promotion. I don't know what's next. Uh, if I had to pick a fight. For him. Um, I'd say. The UFC. I'd love to see Eddie Alvarez. Versus. Tony Ferguson. <laughs> Tony Ferguson. At 170. Why not? Eddie's getting a little older. I'm sure the cut to 155 isn't that easy. He's probably been fighting at 170 
for the last two years while he was at one championship. So um, that's Eddie Alvarez. Probably the saddest news for us hardcores. Jose Aldo has retired from active competition in the UFC. We'll say it like that because that leaves a lot of room <laughs> uh, as as MMA fighters are never really retired, right? Look at Marlon Rice the other day. Oh, I'm done. UFC goes all out to talk about him and he's going to be doing the PFL. <laughs> so it's like, come on, man. If you're done, you're done. Because your heart's not in it, just don't, don't try to come back. But um, yeah, Jose Aldo, killer. Uh, you know what's funny about Jose Aldo? Um, obviously, you know if if you've been around, you know my story about him. You know my story with MMA. Um, I watched WEC cards when I was younger. Younger meaning, you know, early years of high school. And um, after the fact, I remember my first UFC pay-per-view that we uh, ordered. And this might not be the first one I watched, but I remember specifically this one. Was Anderson Silva versus Chris Weidman 1. I never forget. I was like pumping myself up for months uh, I became like the biggest. You know how I talk about fragrance now. That's <laughs> that's how I talked about uh, Anderson Silva and how I researched Anderson Silva and just became like his biggest fan. That's why he he sits on the desk next to me, you know, and he'll be forever my favorite fighter of all time. Um, so we go from there. And, you know, it's time for Jose Otto to come to the UFC. He's freaking crushing it. And they pair him up with Conor McGregor. Now, Conor McGregor is someone who, no matter what we think about him, he is someone who brought the sport from here to here. In popularity, um... And just quality of, of you know, everything. How you talk, how you look, um, how you act. Conor McGregor was a full-tool player when he first came to the UFC. Um, so he gets paired. And I am just not on the Jose Aldo bandwagon. Yes, he's, you know, had a dozen title defenses or whatever crazy number it was. Um, yes, he knocks people out and dances on their grave, which I thought was always like this hilarious thing that he does. Uh, one of the most iconic moments was when he runs out of the cage in Rio and they're carrying him around. This is. You know, he has moment after moment after moment. Well, I wasn't on the train. So when Connor sparked him in 13 seconds, I was even farther off the train. And then when Max Holloway TKO'd him and then defeated him again soundly, I just wasn't on the wave. Um, but when Jose Aldo went to 135, 
I remember being like, dude, he looks like deaf at 145. How the hell is he going to do this? And that first weigh-in was rough. But everything after that, he was dialed in, always professional. And you know what? Never until the end, never had a boring fight, man. Shout out to Jose Aldo. I pray that you enjoy. I pray that you really enjoy your retirement. Um, I don't think, you know, you just had a baby boy. And I don't think you need to be out there fighting anymore, man. <laughs> Let's be honest. So that was this week in MMA, I guess we can say. Uh, let's get into the cards from last week, starting with from the UFC Apex. Oh, excuse me. In Las Vegas, Nevada. In the main event. Top Bantamweight. Corey Sandhagen defeats Song Yudong by TKO due to a doctor stoppage. Fourth round going into the fifth round. Song had a gnarly cut on his eyebrow. Um, this was a really fun fight uh, as far as judging goes. I know it was all over the place. I personally had Song Yudong winning round number one. Corey Sandhagen winning two, three, four, so, um, not that it matters, <laughs> but, yes, that's what I thought, also, I thought Corey went in there with a phenomenal game plan, um, obviously, you know, wrestle, and then throw, you know, fancy shots, <laughs> uh, hold him against the cage, try to, you know, refrain, from eating power shots because Song Yudong is insanely strong. If you couldn't tell in this fight, he had a clear power advantage. Uh, Corey had the preci precision. Um, for me, the speed, even though Song Yudong is incredibly fast. And uh, yeah, just a really fun fight. Nothing offensive about it. Uh, you guys know how I feel about Corey Sanhagen, so you should have expected this. Um, and yeah, I'm happy with the result. Uh, he called out Cheeto Vera after this, which is a phenomenal fight that nobody's going to be upset about all action all the time. Super fun, striking, uh, great ground exchanges. I could see it now. Now I'd be torn cause I love Cheeto, but you know who I would be rocking with. Corey Sanhagen, he's got that Diaz energy. Um, yeah, I'm a fan. I'm a huge fan. Moving on down the card, we had Gregory Rodriguez have one. You know, we just talked about Song Dong's cut, how it was gnarly. Gregory Rodriguez had maybe the worst cut I've ever seen. The worst cut I've ever seen. Right in between his eyebrows. Literally. He looked like he had a unibrow. Only in the middle. It was blood and guts. I've never seen nothing like it. There was an artery running through the middle. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> now. The cut. Let's remember how he got it. He ate this. Just monstrous. Knee from Chidi and Jekawani. I wasn't sure. Why Chidi wasn't able to capitalize. 
Um, maybe I'm not giving Gregory Rodriguez enough credit. But um, listen, this was super fun. I believe it got fight of the night. And um, I'm sad that Chidi lost because, you know, this run was like legendary. But I do believe that with this win, Gregory Rodriguez should get a top 15 opponent. Because he's all action all the time. He's super high level. He can strike. He can roll. And he's just freaking good. And he has a phenomenal nickname. RoboCop? Come on, man. Give this guy a try. Um, just a really fun fight. And I agree. It was fight of the night. Andre Feely delete, def, deleted, defeated Bill Algio by split decision. This was also a fun fight. Um, unfortunately, the fight is kind of lost on me when Andre Feely announced that, you know, his, his wife lost a baby. Um, I don't know. I talk a lot about my personal life here. Um, lately, I've been shifting to just talking about a passion that I've had for fragrance. But um, that used to be the time where I would just, like, kind of air my grievances, just talk about my day, about life. And... Um, I don't think I've ever said it on here, but you know that is one of my biggest fears. God forbid my wife was ever pregnant and um, ended up losing the baby. I don't know what the hell I'd do. But um, I feel for Andre Feely. I wish him and his wife nothing but the best. And I pray that when it happens again, that this time we see a happy and healthy baby come through. 10 months later. So congratulations to Andre Feely. I hope that just saying it out loud made you feel a little better about it. Uh, performance of the night went to Philly's own Joe Pfeiffer when he KO'd Alan Omovdowski with a right cross. This was brutal. It was so funny because he hit him so hard. Almovdowski um, um, was just laying on the ground looking at him like, what did you just do? And he follows up with a vicious shot. Um, Joe Pfeiffer, man. What can I say about Joe Pfeiffer? It's crazy because earlier in the week, uh, earlier in the fight week from last week, I had gotten a like Google memory. You know, they send you random memories. And... uh it was when Joe Pfeiffer won his Ring of Combat title um, in 2018. So I've been a fan of his for, you know, four years now. That's crazy to say, for me at least, you know. So, but he deserves it. Um, he spoke about how Dana White helped him out. Um, he talked about it on the MMA hour when where I agree. He said, hey, closed mouths don't get fed. He needed help. He got it. And I'm happy for him. He is a freaking killer, number one. But he's also this incredible, incredible guy that I, I pray. You know, he was talking about possibly, you know, talking to kids and stuff like that. I hope that he could see his impact on a community sooner rather than later. Rodrigo Nascimento, a.k.a. DC Heavyweight, <laughs> defeated Tanner Bozer by split decision. 
uh, Anthony Hernandez dropped Mark Andre Barriot on his head, broke the canvas, and then went on to submit him with an arm triangle choke in the third round. That was wild. Anthony Hernandez is a freaking beast. And, uh, yeah, he literally slammed this guy on his head. And the thing, the canvas broke. That is crazy. <sighs> this one makes me sad to say, but, you know, everybody has their story. Damon Jackson defeated Pat Sabatini by TKO in the first round. Um, if you're following along, Damon Jackson lost a brother, I believe, earlier in the week. So he was fighting with a heavy heart, and he said it. He didn't want to put his parents through a grueling, bloody fight. So he got out there early, and that he did. Trevin Giles defeated Luis Cose by unanimous decision. Loma Lukbunmi defeated Denise Gomes by unanimous decision. Trey Ogden defeated Daniel Zellhuber by unanimous decision. That's unfortunate. Zellhuber did not look good. <laughs> Jillian Robertson defeated Maria Agapova. By rear naked choke in the second round. Javid Basharat schooled Tony Gravely by unanimous decision. And Nicholas Mota TKO'd Cameron Von Camp. So that was UFC Fight Night Sanhagen versus Song. I thought it was really fun. Um, main event was great. Co-main was great. The top four fights were phenomenal and a lot of cool um, performances and finishes early on in the card. So good for the UFC. Uh, we move on to Tuesday, Tuesday Night Contender Series. Bruna Fajeda defeats Leon Aliu by TKO in the first round. Bruno gets a contract. Raul Rosas Jr. schools Mando Gutierrez by unanimous decision. The 17-year-old gets a contract. Austin Lane KOs Richard Jacoby and gets himself a contract. Narulo Aliyev, this guy looks like freaking Khabib. Guess what? He fights like Khabib, and he's really, really good. He defeated Josh Wick by TKO in the first round. He gets a contract. And Jafel Fio defeats Roybert Echeverria by TKO in the third round, and he gets a contract. So that was this past week in MMA. We move on to this weekend. <sighs> Starting tonight, Bellator MMA Dublin in the main event. Benson Henderson versus Peter Queeley. Yoel Romero versus Melvin Manhoof. Leah McCourt versus Diana Silver. Silva. Sorry. Uh, Mads Brunel versus Pedro Calvallo. That should be a fun fight. Um, Brent Johns. Is on this card. Georgie Kalkanian. Um, man, this card is bare besides the like top three fights, man. Come on, guys. You got to do better. Bellator. Ugh. Whatever. Yoel Romero is fighting. It'll be fun. <laughs> uh, then we have Ryzen in the main event. Kyoji Horiguchi would take on Yoto. Yoto Hokamura. Uh, that's really the only notable fight there. And then Contender Series on Tuesday. Bo Nichols back. So that's the big fight to watch. 
Um, no UFC this week, but we will keep it locked on these three events that I just spoke about. Um, if anything's good, we'll talk about it next week. If it's offensively bad, we'll also talk about it next week. Uh, there's a ton of boxing matches. Enjoy your combat sports. Uh, this has been this week's episode of YBE MMA. I am Josh Prepagini. You can find me on all forms of social media. Elroy Preps in one word. You can find the show on Instagram at YBE MMA Podcast as well as Teespring. Teespring.com slash stores slash YBE MMA Podcast. If it's your birthday, happy birthday. Enjoy the fights this weekend. Oh, no. Oh, hell no. If it's your birthday, happy birthday. Love your mothers. I love you, Mom. Enjoy the fights this weekend, and we'll see you next.